What is up, everybody? Welcome to Recruiting is No Joke, episode two. I am here with, well, I was here with Adam. Ooh, we're working now. <laughs> just in, cool. man, you made it just in time. So uh, this is Adam Walters. He is the head of talent at Polygon, which we'll get into. But uh, excited to have you on the show, man. Good to be here. I wasn't sure what was going to happen then, uh, what was going on. But uh, I'm glad you you made it. How's, uh, how's everything I going think- today? I think you thought I bailed last minute. You were like, I had him and then he was gone. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I've, I've had some horror shows with, uh, with, with some of these lives. I was telling someone the other week who had some problems with, uh, like a streaming platform. I once went live with one of probably the biggest guests I've had on the show. And I realized, and it, this was maybe a year and a half ago, but I realized like 20 minutes in, I hadn't even clicked to go live. And so then I randomly hit it and you could see it. Like you could probably see it now where it says live with the time that popped up. And uh, I don't know, it was kind of smooth. So uh, I'm glad that didn't happen anyway. So welcome. We're here. Cool. Let's do it, man. I'm, I'm super excited to do it. You know, I've um, it's so funny, man. When you kind of make that decision that I'm going to be active on LinkedIn, I'm going to be, in the small group that actually creates content. And it really is kind of like this small, this small community and we all see each other and we all communicate. And that's kind of how I felt with you over about the last maybe year and a half or so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy. It's like you can interact digitally and then you actually get in conversations with people and, uh, Sometimes, sometimes you're pleasantly surprised. Sometimes you're like, "Wow, this person's way different than online." But uh, yeah. But for everybody who isn't connected with you, why don't you uh, why don't you just share with us a little bit about what you do, a little bit about the company as well? Um, yeah. You know, and and then we'll get into it too. And then people I know uh, already have been commenting as well. So if you can, if you're out there, let us know where you where you're, you know, where you're calling from. I guess it's not really a radio show, but just let us know where you're from. And then if you have questions. Um, Adam's going to be a great resource here, I think, for anyone who's interested in fintech or interested in startup life, recruiting, uh, definitely going to have a, a lot of answers for us. So, Adam, why don't you go ahead, give us a quick intro, and, and then we'll get into it. Sweet, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm head of talent at Polygon.io. Um, I don't expect anybody to know what that is unless you're uh, <laughs> unless you're into trading or into, uh, you know, the fintech startup world. But um yeah, so essentially what we do is we create stock data APIs, uh, plain and simple. We started by Quentin Pike, our founder, back in 2016. Um, he kind of started this as a side project, and it really wasn't even supposed to be Polygon.io. It wasn't supposed to be what it is today. He was starting a totally different thing. He just needed the data. That was it. Okay. He goes out to get the data. I'm going to try to make this super simple. Then he's like, oh, man, like, why is this data so hard to get? Also, this is not real-time data. Also, this is really expensive. So as, as an engineer, it was kind of like, how, how can I make this easier for me? And in turn, it's going to make it easier for everybody else. Turns out he had something. He's like, I could probably go to market for this. Um, he did, did the seed round. Two years later, did the Series A. Uh, now we're, you know, six years deep into this thing. And. I was came on. I came on six months ago as um, you know their their head of talent. It was basically uh, co-founder 
uh, was trying to get a few things off of his plate, you know, trying to get finance off his plate, trying to get talent acquisition off his plate. We need to hire all these engineers, but my plate is overflowing. I need somebody to do this. Um, input me. And kind of like anybody in the startup world, just because you're the head of talent, you know, for, for me, you know, that, that can mean a lot of things, you know, you're, you're wearing a lot of hats, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So how, how did you, uh, how did you get connected with these guys? Um, it was, you know, kind of like us in recruiting the, the, the best candidates are the ones that are, are not looking. Oh, um, that's a hot take. No, uh, that, that it is a hot take, but it, well, I mean, let's take the climate of yeah. the bazillion layoff posts that we're seeing right now. Um, that was, that was kind of me, man. It was, I was just minding my own. I remember the day it was like seven o'clock, uh, Peter, uh, co-founder reached out to me and was like, Hey, I like what you're all about. Can we hop on the phone? And literally Joel, I kid you not. My instinct was like, <laughs> I'm like, I was, it just happened in like a week period where I got a lot of inbound messages. And I was like, another one of these messages. No, but I was like, it's kind of cool what they're doing. He's not a rec recruiter. He's the co-founder. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll hear him out. I stepped, I was watching a movie with my kids. I stepped outside for 10 minutes and took the call. And that's just kind of what started the ball rolling. Nah, I love it, man. So what, so what about in terms of, of your background, obviously you've been doing recruiting for a while. So kind of walk us through with like how you, how you got started in, in recruiting. Cause I'm always curious about that. And then, uh, you know, kind of, kind of just the brief, the brief overview yeah. of kind of how you, how you got into this position. Cause I think obviously you see head of talent, like you said, um, you know, obviously that can mean a lot of different things as well. And, uh, but I, I'm always just curious how people got from like a start in recruiting to where they are right now. So if you're able to just to, to I think you, um, I think you've posted a, a GIF before of somebody just like stumbling down some stairs or something into recruiting. And like, that's exactly how I got into it. It was never, you know, no kid grows up thinking like one day. Yeah. When, um, my kid that was, <laughs> mine do not. <laughs> Yeah, no, your kids probably want to be a chiropractor instead. Yeah, so yeah. You got, you got to show this. They you got to show where this is coming from as well, because uh, otherwise it's not going to make sense. For uh, okay, I don't know is my get my camera to work here, but um, look at this guy. So um, yeah, that's what watch I watch the chiropractor of the family. Well, when I I jumped on, I'm like, what is so going on? What got? I love it. What's happening? What got me into it was um, pure happenstance. I uh, I have been in I've been in tech sales um, while I was you know kind of like a lot of people I've met in tech sales have had you know their own businesses, their own startups. I've I've done all of that. I think I put my LinkedIn profile like three times failed founder. Maybe I'll be a fourth one day. Who's to say? Um, you know, and I had just done the tech sales thing for a while, and I was just. I, I was really good at it, but I felt like, you know, I was only ever as good as my last month. Mm. Um, you know, and then I, my, my kids were starting to get older and I was getting to the point where I just wanted, I just wanted something different. I just wasn't, wasn't that fulfilled. And I had thought about getting out and my, my brother's in tech and he had mentioned to me like, Adam, you, you love people. You, you love selling. Why, why don't, why not just like merge the two and, and, and try that out. And I was, at first I was, 
I had this like weird view of what recruiting was. Um, you know, it seemed very behind a desk, like pushing paper, HR kind of thing. Um, and then I, when I got into it, it was anything but, and I, it was kind of like, it was kind of like, you know, when you're, maybe you're dating somebody and you get the warm and fuzzies at the beginning, that that's kind of how I felt that with recruiting. I was like, wow, this is, this is nice. This is, this is fun. Um, it, it really is playing to all of my strengths. So, um, I started out at, um, at focus it. So I kind of went right into, into tech recruiting. Um, I had actually applied for the role. They turned me down and they came back a month later and they were like, you actually interviewed so well, uh, we're going to create a spot for you. Um, and me and my former manager are, are still great friends. We still joke about that today about how he turned me down, um, during our first interaction. From there, I went to the RPO world, um, had a really good time at Hub Recruiting, got to work with the branded team startup uh, in New York, had a really good time. And I had thought I was going to stay there for a while. I had just really enjoyed being able to hop around to, hey, I'm going to spend a few months at this company, build their inch teams, build their product teams. And then once I get bored, I'm going to go to another company and do the same thing. And I thought that would be my progression with Hub. And then I got the opportunity to come to Polygon and I was pretty much told from the forefront that, um, you know, this is a position for somebody who has to be comfortable not having all the answers, hmm. um, you know, has to be comfortable with, you know, really, you know, you can't just pop into your boss and say like, Hey, can you help me out with this? Because my boss doesn't know Jack squat. Can I, can I curse on here? Sure. My boss doesn't know anything about about recruiting, right? Um, yeah. That's why he hired me. Like, hey, Adam, do this. If you don't have the answers, figure it out. So that's kind of where I'm at in Polygon. And it, it's been interesting, but I've, I've always felt like I had a unique voice in recruiting, uh, an authentic voice, and an approach that I always felt would be a better way. And I've got to implement that, which has been pretty cool. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Recruiting is No Joke. I wanted to give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Bright Hire. The old way of hiring just doesn't cut it anymore. And my friends at Bright Hire are here to help. Bright Hire is the leading interview intelligence platform for improving quality of hire at talent first companies. Their technology records and transcribes interviews and creates a set of highlights you can revisit and share to streamline the process, improve the candidate experience, and give teams better information to make the best possible hiring decisions. If you're looking to improve your quality of hire and reduce bias in your hiring process, visit brighthire.com today and let them know Joel sent you. Now back to the episode. Thanks again. You know, even the biggest challenge for you too, making that switch. So in the RPO world, it's it's really unique. So like me working for Hub, Matt Corbett, CEO, founder of Hub Recruiting, um, he's a wonderful mentor. I learned so much from him just in the psychology of interviewing. Um, just, I mean, the, the guy could teach a master's class on taking a candidate through the candidate experience. It's phenomenal. Um, He's built a really cool culture at Hub Recruiting. What's unique about that is when when you're in that world, like like me, say I got put on the branded contract, you're also a part of their culture. 
right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're part of the hub culture and, and the two are very different. So it's like on one side, you know, not to say one's better than other, but like I liked hub better than branded, but I'm working at branded for this time period. What was cool about that is for everything you're going through, you kind of have the RPO behind you that has your back. You've got a team of a hundred recruiters that are probably in similar situations with other companies that you can lean on for support, which yeah. was cool. So it's kind of like, Hey, like I'm having this issue. Is anybody having a similar issue? I'm sourcing for this role, hitting a brick wall. Does anybody have anything? And you have like a massive resource in your Slack channel. Yeah. Um, so, and then it worked out great for people who, um, you know, who just want to bounce around or for some people, they end up being lifers, you know, they go in, they work a year and they have the opportunity to convert. Um, that happens. That happened a lot with, uh, the company toast, uh, in Boston, um, hub does, does pretty much most of their recruiting, but they do convert from time to time. Um, hub works for Airbnb and a few other like mainstays that are open to conversions. Um, but for some people, they don't want to convert. They only want to hop around. You know, they know that if they work somewhere for a year, two, three years, they're going to get bored. They'd rather work for four or five companies in one year. Um, the biggest difference in coming to where I'm at now is, you know, we're a fairly small company. We have 26 employees. Um, we're, we're growing. Everybody in the company is an engineer with the exception of your boy, right? Um, I can, I can walk the, I can, I can talk the talk. Um, you know, I, I just can't really walk the walk. Um, you know, I, I know enough to get by in, in recruiting. So, um, with that has, has come a, a good amount of challenge. There's nobody to lean on, you know, you, you just got to figure it out. Um, I feel like I do well in that role. Um, I like not having all the answers, but I can see somebody coming from maybe a larger shop who's used to staying in their lane would um just feel like they're drowning for sure yeah no i mean it, it makes sense and like i said i just i just heard a lot you know for people who were you know in rpos like oh yeah i could easily make the make the transition so i was just curious even even for their benefit to know kind of what those differences would be but uh i know we got a lot of people out there so i want to just get to some of the comments here so i just want to say hi to uh masafu khalid ahmad randy marlon Keely, great to see you. Uh, Keely said she is, let's see, we'll pull it up here. She said, um, trying to break into sourcing or recruiting. Thanks for hosting this episode. Uh, you know, it's a challenge, right? Because I do think that most recruiters, you know, really up until maybe the last couple of years, it just seems like there's been a sudden interest. And maybe it's just an echo chamber that I live in on LinkedIn. Seems like a lot of people want to get into recruiting, but so many of the leaders I've spoken to, it's like accidental or they just, happen to to get an opportunity to be in recruiting but uh you know i lo always love hearing those stories but uh but keely if you are interested in you know in getting into recruiting i i suggest just connecting with people like adam people like myself networking as much as you can um because i i will say like you know entry-level recruiting you know it's tough to break in especially if you wanted to go internal agency might be an option like one of these rpo options that we've, we've been talking about could be a good option uh, we got Sarah out there as well from Minneapolis, Joanna. We got Dave, who is, uh, he's from Chicago and he's mad that I'm a Liverpool fan. Uh, so for <laughs> anyone, anyone that's watching, I am a Liverpool fan. Adam, I don't know. Do you, are you uh, like a, a sports fan? Are you a soccer fan? No. 
Not really. I don't keep up with it. Sorry. Not your guy. No, no, it's, it's all good. And then, uh, we could, yeah, we got some, see if we got any questions here. It's, uh, let's see. Keely said, um, she said, I've experienced recruiting as part of all my jobs. I really enjoyed the portion. So now I'm wanting to see, to do it full time. Plus I really enjoy utilizing D E and I, um, yeah, look, it sounds like you're, you're really passionate about recruiting. So like I said, you know, DM myself, I know we might have some openings about Hirewell and, uh, and then connect with people, connect with as many recruiters as you can online as well. But uh, bingo, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, go ahead. Any any other advice? I on think that? For for anybody like that, networking and just putting yourself as part of the conversation. Uh, you know, to to really to you know, you can't join the conversation unless you talk start talking. So um, you know, just let it know what you're trying to do. Um, there's so many backdoor avenues. I feel like to get into this world um without hitting apply yeah yeah no 100 percent. well what what about like i know one of the big things that comes up all the time is like how can people break in the tech and how can people break in the startup life so obviously you're kind of in you know you're in the midst of it right now so i mean like what advice would you have like what are some of the things that you notice from you know candidates that are reaching out to you or you know just people who are reaching out to you what are some of the things that you would advise for people just to, to like you said, get into the conversation? Like what, what types of things would you uh, recommend people do? And, you know, have you helped anybody kind of transition into tech or in, in the startup world? I'd, I'd love to. Get so I would that. say, I would say, be careful what you ask for. Hmm. Um, you know, when it comes to like getting into the, you know, I feel like people who haven't been in, in the world might not know what it's all about. You know, I know one thing from Polygon that we've, of, like, we've had a lot of applicants, a lot of candidates that have been sourced that want to get into um, our world, that want to like, go into a series A, a series B, somebody, they want to go in for the equity. They want to go into, you know, maybe this is the next unicorn, blah, 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 blah. Um, the, and I'm sure it's not just us, but I know that our engineering teams, especially for, you know, program for middle, middle level, mid to senior level engineers, we just don't have the bandwidth to train like a big shop would. Not that we expect somebody to come in and like hit the ground running. We just don't have the bandwidth for a training department like a larger organization would have who can like maybe pair you with, you know, we can pull, you know, John and Susie off of this project to get you ramped up for two weeks. We don't have the bandwidth. You know, we kind of need somebody who can come in, uh, ass assess the situation and jump in with the team. So, you know, those junior candidates are going to have a tough time. You know, maybe you're six months out of boot camp and you've, you're in your first full-time role, but you want to make the move to the startup world. For a company like Polygon, it's going to be hard for us to bring you on. Man, well, they, they have a hell of how... Uh straight up you are about that though. Cause I do think, uh, obviously there's different narratives that go on on LinkedIn in particular, uh, which, which aren't always helpful. What about, what about in terms of like your own, you know, the own, the own challenges that you face in recruiting? I mean, obviously you mentioned, you know, a lot of people might not know who Polygon is. So, um, like when you're, you know, as, as head of talent and you're working with a company that, you know, doesn't have the same brand that, you know, other companies out there have like, Amazon, a meta, you know, the list goes on. How, 
I mean, how are you competing with that? And like, how are you, how are you kind of facing the talent market with how competitive it is? Like what, you know, what are you doing to overcome that? And how are you, uh, you know, how are you approaching that problem? Just getting creative. You know, we can't, we're never going to compete with, you know, the big shops in terms of compensation. We can't do it on a base comp level. We can't do it on an equity level. Um, we can't do it on a benefits level. You know, there's just like, other than culture, what do we got? So um, for us, it's getting creative, you know, whereas what we can do is tap into our customer base and our customer base are developers. They're all engineers. If you're using our APIs, um, you're an engineer, you know, you're not, you're not Adam working in talent acquisition. Uh, and if you're not an engineer by trade, you're one by hobby. Um, so what, what I like to do is, you know, we can tap into that resource of like, you know, if you're a customer of us, you're using our APIs, what would it look like if you were to work for us? Uh, you're, you're, you clearly like our prod products, you know how to use our products. You already know how to use our APIs. Um, you know, where are you working now? So, um, that's been one creative sourcing strategy. Uh, um, that we've had, um, is just tapping into our own customer base. That's the, that's thousands of customers right there. Um, you can go to YouTube right now, search polygon.io and you'll get three or four pages worth of people doing demos on our projects. Those are potential engineers for us. Yeah, man. I love that. I love that. That's a, uh, that's a really smart way to go about it. What about in terms of, um, you know, kind of managing, uh, that top of funnel with just, you know, I mean, are you, are you using, LinkedIn recruiter. I mean, what are some of the tools that you're using? And obviously, you know, I know there's, there's different levels of, especially when you're, when you're starting out, I mean, you don't have, you know, all the funds to invest in all the tools. So what are some of your go-tos and um, our, you know, what, are, what are you doing? Our biggest spend is LinkedIn recruiter, um, which I got an email saying they're raising their prices. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so LinkedIn recruiter, everything else we're using is going to be free. You know, of course, you know, we're, we're sourcing through GitHubs where, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the best engineers have their own websites. They're, they're doing demos of our, our products. They're kind of plugged into our ecosystem already. Um, but our biggest spend hundred percent LinkedIn recruiter, um, and just trying to get creative on there. You know, I'm not, we're not, we're not mass messaging. We're not copying and pasting. We're not sending out bulk messages, nothing like that. What about, you know, with the, with the market, how it is right now, obviously a lot of layoffs. So, I mean, has that, has that been a good opportunity for you guys to capitalize? Have you seen that, you know, in, in terms of, has that kind of helped at all? I mean, cause that's, that's kind of what I've heard from different people saying, okay, well now, you know, for example, if we're hiring recruiters, like there's so many recruiters on the market, uh, but you know, is that really something that that's that's been helping? Have you seen a change with that, or is it just as challenging? I haven't. I haven't, and and that's that's speaking purely from Polygon.io. Uh, you know, it's not. I'm not a Home Depot TA guy who's looking to hire 50 people. Like I, um, you know, that that's that's speaking from my experience uh, with the roles that we're hiring for. It, it hasn't played any role. Do you, I mean, because obviously, I mean, there's more talent, right? I mean, that's, that's yeah, the for thought, sure. The, the thought behind that, but uh, 
I mean, to me, I, 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 you know, I can almost see, you know, especially if you're in your, you're at the stage that you're at where, you know, you're still pretty fresh. You just received that series a funding. So, um, you know, if you're somebody that's just gotten laid off from a company that, that maybe was in that position not too long ago, I'm, you know, I mean, I wonder if the sentiment is going to be, okay, I don't want to jump into something similar. Um, you know, 100%. So, so 100%. So I'm curious, like how you vet out. I mean, you, you kind of talked a little bit about like what, what you look for and, and, you know, obviously finding people who are familiar with you customers, but you know, let's go a little bit deeper than that. Like, obviously, every hire that you make right now is so critical. So, like, how are you vetting out people who are going to be committed to what you guys are, are building? And like, how do you how do you find that out through the interview process? I'd, I'd be curious to know that. So, I'll let you um, kind of lift the veil on our hiring process. So, what we do is we do. Uh, if it's a really good candidate, um, sometimes we'll skip the initial hiring manager interview and let's go straight to the technical. If I feel that, that hey, like this person has the chops, let's shorten what we can. Um, otherwise, we're going to a hiring manager interview. Then we're going to do a technical assessment. It's a live coding session and an environment that they're comfortable with. We're not going to ask them to come in and do something in Golang when maybe they're a Python developer. Um, so, you know, it's a one hour live technical assessment and then our final round is going to be a team interview and that's where they get to you know not only you know communicate with the engineering team that they'd be working for uh, but also our ceo and it's a great opportunity to see if like hey like yeah that team's a good fit for me or maybe the team's like you know yo adam we don't know if we really like this guy that much we just spent an hour with him the vibe's not there and what we do is kind of once they pass the technical assessment, uh, then they go, you know, and they go to the team interview, we kind of throw it into the team's hands. And it's kind of like, it's like fifth grade all over again, heads up, thumbs down. Um, hmm. do, do you like him or not? Do you want this guy to work with you? And we let the team make the decision. So what about, I mean, are you hearing a lot of, or do you get a lot of people drop out at that assessment point? Because I've, you know, definitely heard from different candidates in the market that are not willing to go through those tests? Like, have you seen that or are they, or I always, already... yeah, go ahead. I, you know, I always preface it with like, you know, Joel, I don't want to send you a technical assessment and you don't want to do a technical assessment. Can we agree on that? Right. Nobody wants to do it. Do you have any production level code you can send me just to vet your deals? Anything. If they can, we're more than happy to skip over that. Um, but if they can't, which happens a lot because maybe I'm with XYZ company and I have NDAs, uh, you know, um, my GitHub is full of them, but they're private repositories and I can't give you access to it. Um, that happens a lot on the back end side. On the front end side, it's kind of different because front end engineers are, are more showy. Look what I've done. Yeah. Um, you know, so we can generally kind of skip over that on the front end, but the back end, um, Odds are they're not going to have any, any, anything that they could give us. So we got to do the technical assessment. So what about, what about in terms of, you know, obviously you, it sounds like you can pretty much flex on your process, which I love by the way. And I think that's a, a great way to just differentiate yourself in the, the position that you're in. You know, if you can flex on any part of the process and make things quicker or just move people along, yeah. um, but I mean, what what's some what are some of those major challenges in terms of actually getting people on board? I mean, you kind of how are you overcoming 
you know, the competition that's out there, salary and pay, obviously, which, which, uh, you know, it's going to be obviously a challenge with, with any startup. Like how are you, uh, how are you coming up against that? It's tough, man. I mean, even, you know, we just hired a front end uh, engineer. Um, I'm not going to say his name. Are you guys fully remote too, or you hybrid? Where where are you guys landed? It's fully remote. It's fully remote. Um, you know, our office in Inman park in Atlanta, if you're in the Atlanta area, it's a badass office. You're welcome to use it. Um, you know, the, the C-suites in there every day, just about, um, we have a few people that live around our area that kind of pop in there, but otherwise it's fully remote. We don't care where you're at. Um, we, we do ask our engineers to be available during Eastern time, uh, correlate with the U S equities market. If there's any issues with any of our, you know, any of our products that usually happens during trading hours. Um, that's our only ask. If it's a West Coast candidate, we, you need to be available during trading hours. Um, but as far as like, you know, it, it, it's tough. Even if we get to the offer stage, it, you know, candidates still aren't sold. Um, you know, we're still having to kind of go in there and sell them on, you know, Polygon and why this could be a really good step for their career. Um, I'm generally pretty good at that, um, you know, and, and not blowing smoke. I just, what I tell people is I give them why Polygon has been good for me and my family. And I can only speak to my story. And if that's good enough to sway you, then so be it. Um, I'm definitely not going to like blow smoke up their ass and tell them like, you know, this is going to be the best thing ever. You're going to make the most money you've ever made. And brought, you know, it's, it's not that, you know, I'm going to give them the real of it and tell them my story and hopefully that's good enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like people who come to us are coming because they have the opportunity to, you know, there's so many verticals in our business that nobody's taken ownership of. Um, so the opportunity for growth here is huge. You know, we're looking to hire an open source team. Um, the ability to come in and kind of lead that team is wide open. If that's an interest of you as an engineer, we, we, we have an opportunity for that. And, uh, you know, I tell people that during the interview process, this is, I can't tell you what it looks like in one year, but I can tell you what our roadmap looks like for the next six months. And, you know, if you have some interest that, you know, fit into those verticals, then you're going to do great. Yeah. I love that. man. I love that. Well, hey, I look, man. I I know. Uh, I think we were scheduled for like half an hour here, so uh, want to keep oh. <laughs> within that thirty to thirty five minutes as well. Just, uh, but I, I love the insight here, and and you know, I think I'm always just curious, like from the inside, because obviously I've sat in the agency side of of the world, which you have as well. Um, if there if there's one thing you know that you would say to an agency recruiter that's looking to make that transition, or you know, really anybody that's looking to go into internal recruiting um i mean what what kind of advice would you give them going into it and and what what's like the biggest in your mind the biggest difference between you know particularly going agency to internal and what advice would you have for people because i get that question all the time love to hear from yeah you no for sure um you know if you're if you're going in in any type of leadership capacity it's being being able but also being educated on how to educate others on the recruitment process. Uh, you know, when, I know when I came into Polygon, I came in during my interview process, they actually had um, an outside agency sit in uh, to kind of vet me out hmm. because 
the founders didn't know anything about tech recruiting. They're engineers. So they needed somebody from the recruiting industry to kind of sit in and say, yes, Adam would be capable. <laughs> so um, I would say just, just being able to, you know, not only do the job, um, you know, creating a great candidate experience, um, but teaching internally uh, your current staff what it means to have a really great TA department. Um, and I think that gets for forgotten sometimes because everybody's so focused on the candidate experience that they forget the experience of everybody else that is currently already working there. Yeah, I love that, man. Well, because awesome that, goes, that goes back to, you know, like, um, you know, just because somebody's hired, like the candidate experience doesn't end there. Um, you know, they're still part of the candidate experience up until the exit interview. God forbid you have to do it. I mean, honestly, that's, I think, a big piece that I think agency recruiters just don't think about is, um, you know, onboarding. I mean, and I even read, I read a stat recently that, you know, poor onboarding, you know, it's like a 90% chance that someone won't last for, for six months at a company. And I think on the agency side, like we're always so focused on filling the positions and, you know, getting that top of funnel, getting as many conversations lined up, you know headhunting, you know, if we want to keep it simple, which is obviously, you know, it's a, it's a, an important part of recruiting and it's, it's massive. Um, but there's like this whole other side that, that I think happens when you go internal and you start seeing like the onboarding and the candidate experience and for know, sure. And yeah. Keeping when, those relationships alive throughout the rejections, even because you just don't know if that person's going to, going to be a, a future candidate, which I, I do think on the agency side, like you kind of get that because, you're building longer term relationships, but even, even just like, like you said, onboarding, you know, I just read something the other day that like a lot of internal teams are, are slipping up because they're not, they're so focused on getting the person to offer and accepted. And then there's this window of time where people are just dropping off nowadays. And it's, you know, it's like almost at that point, you almost want to up the communication. You want to make sure everything's really smooth, continual check-ins. Um, For sure. No, I've, yeah. I've heard of candidate. I've heard of candidates going through multiple onboardings in a single time. Um, and the one that's the smoothest is the winner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That it's, it, that, there'll be a new consultancy around that in, uh, in, in a year's time, like onboarding or an onboarding consultancy. But, uh, anyway, well, I, I love it. I appreciate your time. And, uh, where can people find you? I know you, you're posting on LinkedIn, are you uh, active anywhere else as well? No, no. LinkedIn's about it. Um, hit me up on LinkedIn. You're probably not going to find me um, unless you're working on GitHub. LinkedIn's it. Come on, man. I know you're on TikTok. Don't lie to me. I am on TikTok. I don't. I deleted my videos. I'm starting over. No, I love it. I love it. Well, awesome, Adam. I appreciate your time, man. It sounds like you're doing some amazing stuff at Polygon as well. And anybody who's out there, if you you know, are in the market, if you're interested, definitely connect with Adam and, and follow his content as well. He's posting a lot of good stuff. And um, awesome. yeah, and then next week, I don't know who we got lined up, but we're going to have someone awesome as well. So check in same time next week. And again, Adam, appreciate you being here. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Joel. And, uh, appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah. And let's just, uh, let's just say goodbye to a couple people here. We got Rosa. Let's see. Rosa said, Thank you both. We got Tim. Christina said a band's coming up. I think that was when you made the comment about LinkedIn raising their prices. 
Uh, uh, sorry, sorry. No, all good, all good. And then look at this, Adam Pos Posner. If you don't follow him, he said, "Who's that slick dude on the left with the cool hair?" He's talking about <laughs> me. I think. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. And um, everyone who's out there, thanks for tuning in. And we'll be back cool. next week. See you guys. Bye, guys.